Welcome to His Way Women's Bible Study with Linda Anderson. His Way Ministries is an interdenominational ministry established and committed to helping you experience a dynamic relationship with God. Now, here's Linda with this week's message. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Oh, I was with the kids in one of the little girls just told me that she had a dream of heaven and I was in in it and I can hardly tear myself away. (sighs) I'm going back. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad to see you. It's his way night. It's great to be here. It's a place of refreshing. I have in my hand I have two rocks, two rocks, black rocks. These rocks, watch what happens if I put them close together. What does that mean? It means they're magnetic. Tonight you will be learning a little bit more about the invisible realm, about the magnetic field. Some of you are like, yay. Others are like, what? (laughs) But how it applies to you and what it means to you and how to see even deeper and more clearly into the invisible realm. You need that. Yes, you do. Because we simultaneously and continually inhabit two realms, the physical and the spiritual so, is anybody getting scared? All right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's put our hands over our heads. What will happen if I put the... Over our heads, yeah. If I put the microphone next to the magnetic field. <laughs> Here. <laughs> okay. All right. Seriously, we are putting our hand on our head tonight. Because part of what God is going to do tonight is he is going to blow our minds. He's going to blow out stuff that needs to be blown out. And he's going to blow in truth. And you're going to be healthier when you leave here tonight. Praise God. Praise God. He wants his girls healthy. Yeah, we received that. Okay, Father, here we are. We're feeling kind of silly with our hands on our heads. But, Father, we're we're pretty serious. Lord, we need help. Lord, we need healing in our minds. Lord, in our emotions. And, oh, God, you're the one who can do it. So, Lord, do everything you want in us tonight. Father, I also ask, would you put your hand on your heart now? Father, I also ask that you will repair hearts, that you will repair relationships. Oh, God, that you will bring full repair. And I thank you that you will. Thank you that you know how you want to. We want you to. And so, Lord, do it. Thanks, Lord. Now, Father, all over this room, there are women who got themselves here against all kinds of difficulties and challenges. Father, you are a rewarder, so reward them. (laughs) Yes, Lord, pour out your spirit. Oh, Lord, 
Thank you, Father. And Lord Jesus, we'll praise you with all of our hearts for all of our days. Thanks, Lord. Amen. So be it. Praise God. That's Yeah, we're already better. I hope you had an encounter with God tonight during worship. I hope you felt his presence. If you didn't feel God tonight, don't worry about it. Just expect that he will sneak up on you. When I get worried, I can't hear him. So if we start worrying about not having an encounter and we start thinking everyone else did, then we just get ourselves in this spiral of worry. And so if you felt God, oh, I'm so glad because we want to prepare an atmosphere where you can come in and come under that waterfall of God's love. But if tonight you had a lot on your mind or there are issues or struggles or maybe there's been a disconnect between your mind and your heart because of pain and so there's there's a clog there. It's happened to me before too. God will help you and you will have an encounter with him. You will. He just loves you too much to let you go. He's he's just he's too good. I love the chapter we're in tonight in Colossians, Colossians chapter 1. We're still in Colossians chapter 1. It's the fourth week in Colossians chapter 1. <laughs> the deal is this this chapter, this whole book is so rich. Last week I told you that the mountain peaks are so high that they're up there somewhere in the clouds and we can just stare at what this word says and try to grasp a little bit of it. We see the majesty and the glory of God in this chapter and then we go, wait, it doesn't feel like that in my normal life. And then we get confused. And so we want to discount one kingdom or the other. I believe that tonight God's going to do some integrating. Yeah, that's bringing together. That's making whole. He is the master of shalom. That is wellness and well-being. Shalom. He is prince of peace. He's Prince of Shalom. <laughs> so as we look at Colossians chapter 1 again, there is a verse right there. I, I believe it's verse 12. Well, verse 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. <laughs> These verses, they correspond to one of my life verses. One of my life verses is Hebrew 1, 3. Memorize your life verses. Have you been, has God given you a verse that is yours? 
If he hasn't, ask him. Ask him for your name, too. He's been divvying out names. Wow. He just keeps giving me new names. (laughs) Has God given you a new name? Ask him. Ask him. Ask him to give you a private, personal name that he calls you. Okay, so Hebrews 1, 3, I'll just tell you, this is one of my life verses. Jesus Christ is the brightness of the Father's glory. He is the express image of his person. He holds all things together by the word of his power. And by himself, he purged our sins. And then he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. His name is Jesus. There was scripture that I just quoted to you, Hebrews 1.3, says that he holds all things together by the word of his power. I'm so thankful that we can see into the microscopic realm now because all of the hundreds and Thousands of years that our planet has been here, there has never been the capability to see the microscopic realm. We've never had the tools and the microscopes or the Hubble telescope to see out into infinity. So all of our ancestors before us, they never had the capability that we have. But now we can see into the microscopic realm, and scientists have found that there is a glue that holds all things together. His name is Jesus. Now, we already knew this because we read the word. But that's why I titled the outline tonight, The Bond of Perfection, and in parentheses, Superglue. Because Jesus is the superglue that holds all things together. Let's just, let's take our outline in our hands. And Father, I ask that you will use this tool. Father, I know that you can download into each and every one of us a deep revelation of who Jesus is. Lord, I know that when we get a revelation of your sovereignty and your greatness and the vastness of who you are, that we can walk through anything. And so, Lord, would you download this revelation into every heart tonight, into every gut, into a, clear into our toes. Lord, we want this revelation so deep inside of us that nothing can pull it out or steal it. Thanks, Lord, for doing it for me. And, Lord, if you could do it for me, you can do it for anybody. <laughs> So thanks, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, here's the scriptures right below the title. All things were created through him and for him. Him is Jesus. He is before all things, and in him all things consist. And right below that, my scripture that I quoted you, my scripture, (laughs) Hebrews 1.3. 
Number one, what keeps everything from flying apart on Earth, a planet that is spinning at 100 miles an hour at the equator? Do you know you are spinning somewhere between 1,000 and 700 miles an hour? At the equator, the Earth spins faster. At the poles, the Earth spins approximately 700 miles an hour. So we are spinning somewhere right now between 700 and 1,000 miles an hour. And you are not flying off. Isn't that amazing? I told the students last week or the week before in school, I told them, even if you tried to walk west, you're still going east because the earth is spinning so fast. Even if you drive west, you're still going east. Even if you get on a jet and you fly west, you're still going east because the world is spinning so fast. When you consider things like that, that we are on this little tiny planet out in the middle of infinity, oh, we've got to have scripture or else we're going to get scared. So, how, when you are going so fast, do you keep from flying off? And the answer is J-E-S-U-S, Jesus. Right below that I put Jesus as the center of everything and the cross is the moment around all, which all history, present and future pivot. When you read about Jesus, you know exactly what Father God is like because Jesus is the literal representation of Father You want to know what Father God's like? People say that he is angry or mean. Tell him what Jesus is like. He is the exact representation of Father God, Jesus. He looks like Father God. They are one. There's no differentiation. What did Jesus do? He healed people. He raised up dead people. He loved people. He fed people. He provided for people. That's what Father God's like. I'm telling you the truth. Now, I want to I show you a slide. This slide is from one of Joseph Prince's books. And this slide, he shows us something. I love this. You're going to love this. The tribes of Israel, the Lord had specifics in how he laid out the tribes. There were 12 tribes in Israel. Now, those 12 tribes had a certain number of people in each tribe. And when they would set up their tents, God would tell which tribes to go to the east, which tribes to go to the north, which tribes to go to the west, and which tribes to go to the north. South. (laughs) So when when God told the tribes to go to the south and set up their tents, there were more tribes in the south leg than in the others. And this is what they formed when they set up camp. 
You see, from the beginning of time, in the Old Testament and throughout all of time, the cross has been the very thing that everything hinges on. Is that great? Now, if you want to read about it, you can read about it. One place is Numbers chapter 2, beginning with verse 2. And you can read about those tribes and how they were set up. God is so detailed. I love that. I just think that's just so cool. Right below number one, the scripture, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. (laughs) Number two, Jesus Christ holds all things together, even your brain, your friendships, and your cells and your body. He holds all things together. Now, how many of you saw the video that has been posted on Facebook? I posted it on my page where a a plate, a metal plate, is plugged in and the vibrations, the frequencies are turned up as they put salt on the plate. And as they turn up the vibrations, those frequencies of sound, actually you we're unable to hear the frequencies with our ears unless you turn it way up or the salt's bouncing enough. You can hear it. But how many of you have seen this little video? Okay, I recommend that you go, you Google um, salt on frequencies, salt and frequencies, and you watch that little video. I brought you three pictures because as you turn up the frequencies the vibrations, it makes different patterns. And you can watch as they continue to put salt on the plate and the patterns form. It's so amazing how orderly it is. I picked the ones that I picked because I like the frequencies. See, 3975 formed across, the one before this formed across, and then I like the next one, 4444, because I thought it looked like it formed people. Yeah, it looked like it was forming people who were interacting. <laughs> right now, right in this place right now, there are frequencies, there are things riding on the air that are invisible. If we brought in a receiver, if we brought in a radio or a TV or you picked up your cell phone, you could pick up some of those frequencies. Now, cell phones work well because they are able to access thousands of frequencies. Whereas, for example, a baby monitor is only able to access one, praise God. But right now in this room, there are frequencies of sound. And right now, God is speaking. If we can tune in to his frequency. That's partly why I gave you some numbers where it formed a cross. I thought, if we could just figure out how to ride on the 3,000 3, and whatever it was, 
right on that frequency. (laughs) We get really caught up in the things that we can see, don't we? And we forget about the unseen realm. And consequently, there are so many people who feel like that God is not with them or here because they can't see him with their physical eyes. Whereas if we would turn in, tune into his frequency, the cross, what he did for us on the cross, maybe we could hear him. But we have problems. <laughs> Under number two, before I go on to our problems, there is a glue <laughs> that holds things, all things together. This is science, physics. The Higgs boson, too small to see, is theorized to exist and comparable to a pool of molasses that sticks to the otherwise massless particles that travel through the field. It converts them, the formless, into particles with mass, creating the components of atoms. The Higgs boson is often referred to as the God particle by the media. Scientists know that there is something that holds all things together. I think it's funny that they liken Jesus to molasses. Do you know what molasses is? It is raw sugar that has been broken down to the point where the impurities are gone, and molasses is very thick and brown and really quite good for you. It's high in iron. Melanie, can we, can we have molasses? Okay, good. Okay. Our, yeah, Melanie said we end up eating the waste, the white sugar, the waste, and we leave the molasses, which is actually really good for us. Yeah. (laughs) Go buy molasses. There'll be a run on the store. The store owners will be saying, what happened? (laughs) Yeah. Number three. So what happened? And here you go. Here's our problem. Here's, here's the deal, and we're going to look at Philippians chapter 4 in just a moment. So what happened to two women? Their names were, I'll try to say them right, Euodia and Sintiki. I practiced this, Sintiki. It is actually pronounced Sintiki. <laughs> so Euodia and Sintiki. <laughs> Let's call them ENS. So what happened to ENS? And how do people get divided? Okay, let's look at the scripture, Philippians 4. If you'll turn back just a few pages from Colossians to Philippians chapter 4. This is so interesting to me that there are just a couple of verses here that talk about two women who were having a dispute and causing trouble in the church. Okay, I'll read. Starting with verse 1, Paul says, Therefore, my beloved and longed-for sisters, our brethren, 
my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, beloved. I want to hear you calling each other things like that. Just turn to the person next to you and say, you're my joy and my crown. Now call each other beloved, beloved. We really should talk to each other like that. Especially talk to your kids like that. Yeah, and your husband. Oh, I the things I say to my husband. Oh, the things he says to me. Oh, like molasses. <laughs> You know what, if you've never, if you're married and you've never called your husband your molasses, <laughs> if, you've, if you've not called your husband your joy and your crown, do it. See what he does. Okay, we're at verse 2. Then Paul goes on to say, he says, I implore E and I implore S to be of the same mind in the Lord. So we got a clue there. They are having trouble with their minds. Then he goes on to say, and I urge you also, true companion, help these women. That's offensive. <laughs> okay. He said, help these women who labored with me in the gospel. And then he goes on to say, this is what, how you help them. Rejoice in the Lord. And then he says, yes, always. And verse 5, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand or the Lord is near. And then he goes on to say, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. And he talks about the peace of God. So there were two women who were having a problem. Now, how can this be when God holds all things together? How can it be that women have problems with each other? <laughs> Last week, Tom and I went and performed a family wedding. And as we were there at the wedding and we were ministering to the bride-to-be, I noticed that her shoulders were slumped. And I wanted her to walk down the aisle with her shoulders back and take long strides. In fact, we should all get up and practice walking. Seriously. Yeah. Some of you know that I teach people how to walk. It's important. You put your shoulders back. You take long strides confidence. Well, I noticed that sh her shoulders were slumped. And so I, I, wanted, I wanted her to get her posture better because she was going to be walking down the aisle. And everything about her was screaming, I'm insecure. So I tried to help. But I was careful. I was gentle. I prayed for her. I asked her, tried to help her think about the Lord, spoke peace to her. 
But when she came down the aisle on her wedding day, she came down with her head bent and her shoulders slumped. And as I was there, I was standing, we were watching her come down. I was asking the Lord, Father, what is it? What happened to her? And the Lord began to speak to me, and he said, who is bringing her down the aisle? And I said, well, it's not her dad. And then the Lord began to show me how that insecurity had come in. And her dad wasn't even invited to the wedding. You see, we can make things right if we go to God. Things will be right eventually. Everything will be right. But so many people go through life with the insecurities and with the, the hurt and the pain of rejection. Something that we have to do is we've got to be forgiveness conscious. We have to forgive all the time. I mean, sometimes a thousand times a day. Forgiving, 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 forgiving. I think that these two women, they were having trouble with each other because probably they hurt each other with their words. Have you ever been hurt by another person with words? Have you ever, I have heard so many women through the years say, I just don't like other women. Have you ever had a man, have you ever heard a man say, I just don't like other men? Never. Never. I've never heard a man say that, ever. I've heard a man say, well, I don't like that guy. <laughs> but he doesn't throw out his whole race. <laughs> <laughs> gender <laughs> sometimes I think men are of a different species <laughs> but have you ever heard anybody ever heard a man say I just don't like other men how many of you have heard women say I just don't like other women oh yeah almost every one of us have heard that That's a clue right there. <laughs> you know what? The Lord created us as women to have big, generous, loving hearts. But it makes us susceptible to rejection and, and pain. It reminds me of something Tom and I were saying in the car the other day. He's, he's on a new regime with his... Um, eating habits and um, I was teasing him I wasn't calling him molasses or crown and glory or anything I told him I said something to him that he's teased me about I said well why don't you just cry a river and build a bridge and get over it 
He laughed. He did. He laughed. But you know what? You know what? We do need to just go to the Lord and cry it out. Let him build us a bridge and get over it. It's a really good visual, isn't it? I cry all the time in prayer. It's part of why I need so much time in prayer. It takes a while if you're crying. Okay, these two women who were having trouble, I've given you some bullet points to help us all. (sighs) They are to solve. They had to solve. I should have put they had to solve their disagreement, not their own way, and they had to enlist the help of others. Part of the reason why we have prayer offered in his way every week is because you need help. I need help. (laughs) We've got a whole pastor's prayer shield that meets every Monday night because we're needy. They pray for us. I have to be prayed for a lot. The second bullet point, as individuals, we advance the kingdom by creating unity, and we set it back when we cause division. So Paul commands, next bullet point, E and S for their past labors, but warns them of the danger of hindering the work of God by destroying the unity. It takes work to reverse this dangerous trend, effort, and positive action. In other words, if you're having a problem with somebody, and I know that many of you have, and I have, it takes work. And we don't get to ignore people or cut them off. (laughs) The last bullet point, to resolve their disagreement, they would have needed to see unity as more important than what separated them. So the two women may have had a problem with their minds. The reason why I say that is because in Colossians 1.21, that reference that I've given you right there, in fact, I'll just read it so it gets told correctly. Colossians 1.21. Paul says, And you who who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he is reconciled. Enemies in your mind. So here's the, I'm getting down to the scary part. Number five, our minds can play tricks on us. That's part of why we need each other. That's why we need to be in the word. That's why we need to come to his way. Now I'm going to address two things and I'm going to ask you, please don't get mad at me. Okay, the first one that I'm going to address is gluten. And part of the reason why I picked gluten is not just because I'm tired of hearing about gluten, but because when I was researching glue and the, the savior of the world being the super glue who holds all things together, one of the synonyms was gluten. And so then I said, there's something deeper here. (laughs) So I'm just going to read you an excerpt 
from what if gluten isn't making you sick from Reader's Digest, the September issue. As a doctor, I work with a lot of people who have stomach issues. One of the first things they ask is, should I cut out gluten? My answer, probably not. During a study, gluten sensitivity occurred in only 8% of those who were diagnosed as gluten intolerant. Not the general population of the people who have been diagnosed with gluten intolerance. Only 8% of them really had it. Do you know what a minute percentage that is in the general population? It wouldn't even register. So, translation, gluten may make you sick because you expect it to. It's a fad. It's passing away <laughs> as I speak. <laughs> so now the doctors are saying that um, you may be sick from gluten because you expect to be. I love it when the Doctors start recognizing that there is a soul-body-spirit connection. There you go. By the way, um, I'll just dig it a little bit deeper. <laughs> if you say that you are gluten intolerant, what you're saying is, I have a disease, I have celiac disease. That's what you're saying. You're saying, I have a disease. Don't say that. You don't want to welcome a disease into your body with your words. Is that possible? I don't know. God spoke a world into being with words. And life and death are in the power of the tongue. And death and life are in the power of the tongue. There you go. Okay, let's talk about migraine for just <laughs> a moment. Now, before I, let me do a little disclaimer. I do not, I am not saying that everyone who has migraines, that this is about you. But I'm saying it could possibly be about you. Okay? Migraine. A migraine is a type of headache pain known as psychogenic or psychosomatic. Psychogenic means that it is not caused by any known organic reason. Migraines are triggered in people who have conflict with themselves about conflict in life or conflict with others. It's rooted in guilt. Here's the mechanism, the scientific chemical mechanism. As you enter into guilt over some issue, the gland senses that you are in conflict with yourself. A mechanism of self-hatred sets in, causing the penile gland to slow down the secretion level of serotonin. This causes a lowered serotonin level. The conflict develops in the realm of the soul and the spirit, and fear now starts to move. Anxiety concerning the issue starts, 
histamine begins to be over-secreted in the cranial region. Okay, here's what happened to me. I'll just, I'll just admit it to you that for me it was caused by my soul. When I was 16 years old, I was having headaches. And these headaches were so debilitating and so terrible that my parents took me to doctor after doctor. And they hooked up electrodes to my brain and tried to figure out what in the world was wrong with me. But as the doctors began to ask me questions and we began to narrow it down and try to figure out what could be the cause, we realized that I was having these headaches every Sunday night. Months and months and months and months having these horrible headaches every Sunday night. So then the doctors ask, okay, is there a perfume in the church? Is there, and then they said, the background in the front was all white with a cross. And they said, maybe the white up front is bothering your eyes. Seriously. And I thought, well, maybe. Let's come up with something because I want to be free of the headaches. And as we, I continued to have these headaches every Sunday night and going to doctors and they're worried about me and I'm only having a headache another day of the week occasionally. My parents moved us to another city and we started going to another church where they didn't preach condemnation. What had been happening to me was I was feeling so guilty every time I went to church because the pastor was preaching that we were in trouble, we were going to go to hell if we didn't get it right. And I was having headaches every single Sunday because of the guilt and condemnation and self-hatred. When the Lord revealed that to me and we got down to the root issue and I was able to get completely free, I never had another headache. It was rooted in guilt. Guilt that was put on me. So many of the autoimmune diseases, so many... So many are caused, they're rooted in guilt, condemnation, self-hatred. I really encourage you, I encourage you to get prayer, to be prayed for, to get free, to let go of hurt, to let the Lord show you the things that have happened, that have caused infirmity and maladies. You know, man, I could, I, you could, several of you could get mad at me tonight, but even arthritis, it's invisible. Doctors have never seen it. What is it? Yeah, it's painful. 
The Lord wants you free. You know it. You're getting free. Okay, Pastor Tamara, will you come? Number six, Jesus himself paid the price for your sins. So stop condemning yourself. Don't beat up on yourself. Make an apology. Repair the damage. Hold your head up. March on. And number seven, to stop the committee in your head, it will help to be continually forgiveness conscious. (laughs) Well, in Jesus, all man-made separations fade. He holds all things together by the word of his power. And I believe that God has yet to see what he desires so greatly. A church that walks in such unity and oneness of relationship and love. That miracles can't help but manifest. Women of God, we can't afford to waste time being offended. And we can't afford to waste time being sick either. So what I want to pray for you is that the love of God will so permeate your mortal body, your mind, your will and emotions that you'll just start getting better and better and better and better and better and weller and weller and weller. Prayer team, I'm going to let you sit there so you can ask God to to bow your heads. Father, I ask that you will hedge us in. Father God, I ask right now that you will seal this room with your angelic hosts. Father God, I ask that you will build a hedge around us right now. Father God, I ask that you will make this place a place where heaven comes down. Oh Lord, I know that you ride on the wind. I ask that you will ride on the frequencies of the wind in here into the hearts and souls and bodies of these women, oh God. Father, I ask, I ask that you will do what only you can do. Father God, I ask that you will reach all the way back And, oh, God, that every place where there has been hurt and rejection and pain, that you will heal forward. Father God, I ask in the name of Jesus 
that what you do is you hold all things together by the word of your power. Oh God, that the word of your power will permeate into us. And oh God, change us. Change us, oh God. Speak your healing into the cells of our bodies. Oh God, bring your light, bring that glory light into every cell. Father, I I ask that you would that you would come into the marrow in our bones. Oh God, where there has been dry rot. Oh God, that you would clean it out and that you will pour in your healing. Yes, Lord Jesus, that joints will be made well. (laughs) Father, I ask in the bloodstream, oh God, that we would come under the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, that we will come out of the curses of our families, and we will come under the bloodline of Almighty God. Yes, Lord. (laughs) Father, I ask that you will heal our brains. Lord, those places where memories have been so indelibly pressed in, nothing is impossible with you, O God. So, Lord, lift it out. Lift out. Lift out words and pictures and experiences that are that you never intended. Oh God, lift them out. Father, I ask that you will show that you will show us things in the night. Lord, that you'll you'll show us the roots. And then you'll pull out the roots and you'll pour in your grace and your light. Thank you, Father. Thanks, Lord. (laughs) Thanks, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sing angel armies in your car on the way home. 